0: There was this little boy, and uh, and he. I'm going to tell you this story. He said, "This may I may I ask a question?" Ben asked, and of course, go ahead, ask your question. Replied the pastor. He said, "This." He said, "Well, the Bible says that the children of Israel crossed the the Red Sea," and and Ben continued. and He also said that the children of Israel Israel built the temple, and the children of Israel did this, and the children of Israel did that. And he, and he said this. Little Ben said this. Didn't the grown-ups do anything? I didn't get that one from Les, but that's pretty close. Um, And I thought that was cute. I just wanted to start with that. I'm going to be starting a series over the next um, four weeks leading up to Easter. It's four weeks till Easter. And I want to be talking talking to you about the resurrection life, the resurrection life. And um, I believe, I, I I love the Easter season, uh, I'm, I, I love that we, we sing about the cross, and I love you know everything that happened on the cross, but it didn't end on the cross, it ended at, at an empty tomb, amen, amen, and come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. And so over the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about the, the living a uh, uh, resurrection life and what that looks like, and I believe that there are there are uh, you know four stories that we're going to be looking at. Three in which Jesus performed miracles, and and three times in Scripture that we know of that 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 are recorded, he may have done more. But three times in Scripture where he raised someone from the dead, and I, I want to be talk I want to talk to you guys about that. So if you if you have your Bibles and and you can go to Romans, I, I think I'm going to jump there, but I, uh, I'm probably going to throw Tristan, you don't have to put that up there yet, but I, I'm going to get there, Romans chapter 8, and then we'll, we'll get there in just a minute. I could tell you this, and you've heard me say this uh, uh, so many times, living a life of faith uh, requires three things, okay? It requires three things, faith. It, it requires, number one, belief. Everyone say belief. And number two, it, it requires us to speak, all right? Everyone say speak. And here's the last one. It requires us to act. Everyone, say "act." All right. Let me ask you this question. And I, am gonna, I'm gonna lay a foundation this morning. Um, uh, but I, I, want, I want to ask you this question. Do you believe in resurrection power? All right. That was good. Um, you know, in in a few weeks, we'll celebrate Easter. And, um, and we'll celebrate the res- resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And do you know, let me just say this. Do you know why you are here today? Because of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. No other reason. Uh, if you look at all other major religions, Muhammad, you can visit his tomb. If You, you can go see where Buddha was laid down. Laid to rest. But you cannot find Jesus Christ because He resurrected. Amen. All right, all right. It is the central theme to Christianity. Without that, we are no different than any other religion, and it is because Jesus Christ raised from the dead. Uh, and, and the reason you're here is because Jesus Christ, He rose from the dead. The gospel, the gospel, if you want a simple definition of the gospel, is this. It is the birth, the life, the death and burial, and the resurrection and the second coming of Jesus Christ. The gospel is all about Jesus. Amen. All right, I'm going to get a little wound up today. I can already tell you. So everyone, just look at your neighbor and say, buckle up. TJ's crazy today. All right. All right, the resurrection of Jesus Christ—it is the central theme to Christianity. Without Jesus raising from the dead, we're no different than any other major religion in the world. And this is interesting. I, you know, I we we are coordinating with with Carrie and Aaron, and she asked me what we were what I was doing for Easter, and I, I just kind of told her I said I'm going to be talking about. Uh, the resurrection life. And I told her, I said, I'm going to be doing these stories. So they're your kids right now, matter of fact, they're being taught the exact same thing you guys are, probably on a more kid-like level. Maybe not. It may be more kid-like in here than in there. But but uh, it, it was amazing. And, you know, I saw Carrie, she posted the definition of a resurrection, which I thought was super interesting because she didn't even know. Uh, I'm going to talk about that. When you look up the, the word uh, resurrection, when you Google it, I, I don't even know if I have a, a hardcover dictionary anymore. If I do, it's probably in a box in my garage somewhere. Uh, but when, if you Google resurrection, and, I, and Merriam-Webster, uh, this is what it says in Merriam-Webster when you look up resurrection. The rising of Christ from the dead. You look up resurrection in dictionary.com. That one's a real official one, right? It says this, the act of rising from the dead, the rising of Christ after his death and burial. Here's something that I know about resurrection. Even the world knows that when you talk about resurrection, you're talking about Jesus Christ. Amen? All right. All right. And I love this. John chapter 11, verse 25. Jesus he says this to her. He's talking to Martha. He says, "I am the resurrection and the life. and whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live." All right, look at this. You have Romans, chapter 8, 11. This is going to be our theme verse. I actually read this, I, I believe last week um, for this series, is this, "The spirit of God. All right, read it with me. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. I don't know if you, if you caught that or you didn't catch that. I love this verse because this is what this verse tells me. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, when you have Jesus Christ in your heart, dwells within you. That is powerful, amen. And here's what that verse tells me. You are an overcomer. And I don't know about you. you, As a Christian, we've got to stop walking around with our heads low. and and being down. I'm not saying you can't have a bad day every once in a while. But you need to remind yourself who lives within you. You are an overcomer. Amen. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Uh, And here's the thing. And this this is, I thought about this. Jesus had a lot of people working against him, his haters uh, all all of the all of the uh, 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 pharisees and and they couldn't keep him down and the Roman Empire couldn't keep him down, and death and hell or the grave couldn't hope hold him down so what makes you think that the thing in your life can keep that spirit from rising up within you? You are an overcomer, amen I love that so and why are you here today? Because the reason you're here today, the reason you're not out on Lake Monroe is because it's cold number 1. But but number and the reason you're not out playing golf today is because Jesus Christ raised from the dead. Amen. All right, the same power that raised Christ from the grave dwells in you. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. You have this resurrection power inside of you Uh, and this is why this is why this is why you keep getting up this is why your enemies uh, they can't explain you this is why your friends are baffled by you this is why the devil can't stand you because you get knocked back down resurrection power dwells within you you get back up and you put one foot in front of another amen I love that. I I, I was looking at this, and I I caught this verse coming in. And this is not in in my notes, Tristan, but Galatians 2.20 says this. When I was driving in, I thought of this. And Paul says this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. I love that. Uh, are you living in resurrection life every day? Uh, he, Paul would also say, that, say this in Philippians chapter 3. He would say this I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Let me read that to you again. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him. Oh, we liked it till we got to that part, right? I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Today, I want to talk to the dead things. I want to speak to the dead things today. Uh, I want to say it like this, and some of you—and I'm talking about spiritually here. Some of you have had dreams, and you've let those dreams die. I want to speak to those dead things. Some of you have calling the calling of God on your life, and you think that it's dead. And I want to speak to those things. Some of you have put your marriage in a casket and are willing to bury it. I want to speak life into those things. So resurrecting power, people talk differently than others amen and, and they live differently something uh, that is alarming to me is that i see a, a church who believes in the res- resurrection will speak about the resurrection but lacks the ability to act in the power of the resurrection amen and, and so so many christians walk around uh, and, and and we we say that and we lack the power and we don't we underestimate the power That is within us. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be at Luke chapter 7. And I just want to break this little story down. And I want to talk about, and I don't want to keep you long. Everyone said amen. Amen. I don't want to have to resurrect you while you're sleeping at the end of this sermon. Amen. Luke chapter 7. And we're going to talk about this story. This is the first story where Jesus... Raise someone from the dead that we know um, and, and and this is chronological order, and we'll we'll go to the next one next week when you got it, say I got it all right Luke chapter seven uh, verse eleven it says this um, soon afterward, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, and a large crowd followed him. Jesus always had crowds following him, no why because he was doing miracles. And people were following, following him. And look at this. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. How many are glad that Jesus has compassion on us? Amen. All right. And he said this. Don't cry. Don't cry, so I want you to I want to set this setting so there's a funeral procession going here. I wish I would have got a casket and a funeral procession this morning and had them walk her and it is going down the road, and Jesus is walking and he sees this funeral procession and he sees this widow, this widow crying, and he sees her and he sees the casket and he says these words: don't." cry. That seems pretty crazy, doesn't it? So here's my first point, and this is what I, what I want to tell you. Uh, Jesus is not attracted to dead things in our lives, but he is attracted to living things. That's my first point. Jesus is attracted to the living things, not the dead things in our lives. See, here's this is interesting to me. Uh, uh, this, this, God's not interested in dead faith. Amen. That's a long pause. Everyone's just like, what's happening, right? God is not interested in, in in dead faith. He's into living faith that is active and that is moving. Amen. And we say, hey, hey, you know, this is this is how we are. God, here's my problem. And God God sees the promise. Amen. And we say, God, here's my dilemma. And God says, I see your destiny. And and and, and so we've got to look through the eyes of faith when we're looking to Jesus for an answer, amen. And so uh, this is interesting to me. So, so the woman, she's crying, and, and it caught Jesus' attention. You know what caught Jesus' attention? You know what made Jesus have compassion on the situation? He saw this mama crying because of the loss of, of, the loss of her son. And this is interesting. She was not only a, a mother who lost her, her son, but she was also a widow is what the Bible says. So this lady had been through some stuff. Anybody been through some stuff in the house? All right. You're, you're just like this widow. She had been through some stuff. And, and so Jesus' attention was, was drawn to her because she was crying. And if we are to act on resurrection power of Jesus in our lives, we are going to have to take One step of faith at a time. And this woman is doing what she only knows what to do in that moment. I don't know what else to do, but I'm just going to cry because this is just where I'm at. Have you ever been there in your situation in your life where you wanted to give up? You didn't know what to do. You didn't know where to turn. You said, I don't know what to do, God, but here is what I've got to give you. And this woman, she's crying in that moment. She's mourning the death of her son. And, and, and let me tell you something. When you're in that moment, it is enough to catch Jesus' attention. Amen. I love this because he's just walking down the road there, and there he sees her crying, and he's like, uh-huh, I got you. I see you. I have compassion for you. I love you. You just wait and see what's about to happen here. And and, and so, uh, so, so what are you saying, Pastor? When, when you don't know what to do, sometimes all you can do is just cry out. I don't know where to turn. Some of us got to learn to get our vocalizers going as Alpha says. I'm warming up my vocalizer, right? And we've got to get our vocalizers out and say, God, I need your help. Amen. And some of you have family members who are in the proverbial coffin, and, and, or you may be facing a situation that, that you've given up hope, just like this mother was doing. And, and you say, God, I'm bearing this dream. I'm bearing this ministry. I'm bearing this marriage. I'm bearing my son, my daughter spiritually. And, and, and I've done and, and, and all I can do, and they aren't getting any better. And I'm tired, Lord. Call out and say, God, help me. She's doing what she knows to do. And this is amazing to me. Uh, um, how many of you are a product of a praying mom and dad in this house? How many of you are a product of a praying friend? I want you to look at this. This is, this is amazing to me. I, uh, Jesus, he isn't attracted to to the dead boy, but he's attracted to the mother who's crying. He, he, he's seeing a living thing. God is attracted to living faith, not dead faith. Amen. If you're with me, say I'm with you. I want to say this: We need moms and dads. Listen to me. If you're praying for a wayward son and daughter, don't give up. Cry out. Call that child's name out, and and just ask God to move, to intervene, to interrupt, and to to change their situation. How many know that God can change your situation? All right. And here's the thing: As the church, we love to believe the resurrection. We 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 talk about it. We love to talk about the resurrection. But here, we often fail at acting in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And I believe some of you are crying today for lost children. Keep crying. Keep crying. Say, God, God, I... I give you my child, God. I pray, Lord, that the hounds of heaven would would find them. God, I pray, Lord, that you would change their situation. God, Lord, that you would help them to get off substances. Lord, that you would correct a course. Lord, that you would make a way where there seems to be no way because this is what I know about resurrecting power. God can take things that seem like they're dead and bring them to life. Amen. So, uh, the outcome and this is this is amazing. The outcome, this is the outcome had already happened. This young boy was already dead, he was dead. You know, and most of us will look at our situations when we think of death in that sense. We think, man, death is final. Death is the end. Right here, we're humans. This is We know this. Some of us who lost loved ones, we know we say goodbye to our loved ones, and we say, I I love you. And we know that it's final, and we know we won't see them in this earth again. There's moments like that. But listen, I want to tell you this. Some of you spiritually, you're you're looking at situations, and you say, hey, that is a dead the outcome is already there but Jesus, if he comes along he can change that situation, amen some of you can't sleep at night because you wake up weeping and crying for loved ones and and over trials and situations, am I speaking to anybody tonight or today the outcome had already happened and the boy was already dead but the funeral is going down the road and Jesus' attention is captured by this crying mother and his response to her is don't cry. Seems pretty rude, doesn't it? I'm a pastor, and I've been to a lot of funerals, and I've spoken at a lot of funerals. But one of the things you'll never hear me say at a funeral is, don't cry. But Jesus, in this moment, he says, don't cry. And, and, and this is not apathy. He's not being cruel here. But this is truly, this is holy empathy because the Greek word here is don't cry. It means to stop what you are Doing And he stops her and tells her, hey, stop crying. And here's the thing, what if if I told you that the thing that you're crying about today, you're going to praise about tomorrow? I believe this. I think Jesus, he could say, hey, don't cry because listen to me, you're about to see something amazing. Your dead son is about to come to life and you're going to go from crying to praising in a New York minute. Amen. And I'm about to turn your morning into dancing. And what I'm about to do in your life is going to change your course forever. How many could say that God has changed your course forever? Amen? Amen. Look at this. Number, point number two. And I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. Man, everyone said, wow, we might get out of here before noon. All right. There's the second point that I want to make. Uh, it, says, it is this. Jesus touched the coffin and spoke to the boy. And there's a reason I want, I, want to, I want to talk about this. Jesus sp- touched the coffin and spoke to the boy. He said this, don't cry, he said, verse 14. Then he walked over to the coffin and what? Touched it. And the bearers stopped. So the funeral procession is going along. And there they are marching down the road here. And Jesus comes by. He touches the coffin. They stop walking. This is amazing to me. And, and, and then the next part of, the, part of that scripture says this. He, he, he says, young man, I tell you, get up. Amen. And notice Jesus doesn't, he, uh, this is amazing. He doesn't touch the boy, but he touches the coffin. I believe today, and listen, there's something very prophetic there that I, I want to point out here. God doesn't have to touch you. He just has to touch the thing that has you bound. The thing that has you bound, that you think has, has you wrapped up. Jesus comes and he says, no, I'm going to touch that, but I'm going to speak. God wants to touch the thing that, that you think is dead, that, that's got you bound up, that you think is dead. God wants to touch that, but this is what, how good God is. God wants to touch that, but he wants to speak to you. Amen. And when Jesus touches things, it brings life. John 10.10 says this, life and life more abundantly. Amen. I love this. And Jesus is, is, is touching today. I, I believe that God is touching hearts right now as I'm speaking and things that have had you bound, and things that have had you had you tied up, and you think, there's no way I'm ever getting out of this. Can I tell you something? Jesus can touch it and change it in a moment. And after he touches the coffin, he speaks to the boy. He says, I tell you, get up. Everyone say, get up. Here's what I know. We, as the church, we have to rise up, and we have to start speaking over situations, Sula. Things that we have given up, and things that we maybe kids that we're praying for. I don't know why the Holy Spirit just keeps telling me that. I'm just I'm to stop right there at that moment. If you're praying for a child, speak over that child. Keep speaking over that child. Keep speaking over that child. We have to raise up as the church and start speaking over situations in our lives. and. Uh, I can say this, how many of you are a product of God showing up in the ninth inning with two outs and two strikes and you were down to your last bat, but God hit a home run and there, and you're here today because of that reason and that reason only, amen? I, I, I love that. Uh, you know, I begin to think about this. When Moses was, and the children of Israel, the children of Israel who did everything in the Bible, uh, were, were, were there and they were at the Red Sea and Pharaoh's armies were coming. and God made a way where there seemed to be be no way, and then I think about Gideon with his three hundred men when they were surrounded by uh, by by the armies there, and God made a way where there seems to be no way. What about the three Hebrew boys who were thrown into the furnace? They were in the ninth inning with with two outs and, and two strikes, and God showed up in that moment. Listen, can I tell you something? What about Paul when he was bitten by a poisonous snake on the island of Malta, and he shook it off and he kept going because God met him there? Can I tell you something? Two thousand years ago, Jesus. Jesus Jesus died on a cross, he was beaten, he had a crown of thorns placed on his head, a spear pierced his side, nails driven in his hands and feet, he died and and was put in a borrowed tomb that the disciples, and the disciples thought it was over, they scattered everywhere, there was one disciple at the foot of the cross. And they had scattered everywhere, and they thought it was over. The haters of Jesus thought it was over. The Roman rulers thought it was over. Hell thought it was over. But can I tell you something? On the third day, Jesus Christ rose with resurrection power, defeating everything that day. Everything that you faced, he beat it that day. The words that Jesus spoke had power. And resurrection power that day. Get up. Get up. Jesus didn't ask permission. He spoke with authority. Because he had that authority. And listen, we've got to learn as the people of God to start speaking with authority. Because the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead. You're not getting it. Some of you aren't getting it. Some of you are looking at me like like a deer in a headlight. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is right here in you. I was in Brazil a, a, a few years ago when I went on a mission trip, and it was it was interesting. I went to this church, floating church on the Amazon River. Who knew there was such a thing? It was just a floating church out there on the river, and, and we went there to visit. And uh, while I was there, uh, it wasn't a large church; It just was on these really big trees and just sitting out there. And they had it anchored. And I thought, man, I would probably get a little sick out here on this on this uh, this church. But while we were there, we were visiting with the church, and I was with a group of pastors from from Brazil. And uh, the pastor of this church. Walked in the back of this church, and he's speaking Portuguese, and I don't know Portuguese. When he's walking in, he comes in, and he's just speaking to us. And I'm looking for my interpreter, going, "What's going on right now?" You know. And he walks in. He's got a crutch, and and part of his leg, his calf, had been eaten by piranha. That's why I didn't want to get in the Amazon. That's just uh, and and um, and he came in, and he was just speaking Portuguese, and, and my interpreter said, he's telling you his testimony right now. He's telling you his testimony. I said, what, what is he saying? He said, he said, he's coming in with his crutch, and he's just, I mean, with authority, he's just telling, me, telling us this story. I don't know this guy from, from anyone. And he said, he said I, was, I was on my, my deathbed. He said, I was on my deathbed. I was diagnosed with, 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 with cancer. And I was on my deathbed in the hospital. And so he's speaking Portuguese and my interpreter's telling me this as he's going on. And he said, I was there and I told God, God, if you heal me, I'll serve you the rest of my life. If you heal me, he said, and this is this is what he did. He said, I, I laid there, I closed my eyes. It was two AM and I closed my eyes and said, God, this is this is this is you do what you you need to do here. He said, I didn't know if I was going to wake or not. At 5 a.m., he said his eyes opened. And they took him in to do surgery. When they opened him up, there was no cancer. Amen. So why do you say that? Why do you say that, T.J.? Why, 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 do you, why are you telling us that today? Because things that you think have you in a proverbial coffin, Jesus just has to touch it, and you'll come to life. He'll speak to your situation, and you'll come to life. Amen? I love this. God touches, touches the thing that has him bound, but he speaks to the boy. He touches, and then he speaks. Here's number three. Jesus, I love this. This is one of my favorites. Jesus presented the boy to his mother. Verse 15 says this, then the dead boy sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. This is how good God is. Things that you think are dead, things that you think are, have no life, Jesus raises them up and says, look. Look what I have for you. Look, look. That's why he could say back in, in the previous verse, that's why he could say, hey, don't cry because the story's not over yet. Don't worry. Just just hang in there just a little bit longer. The things that you thought you had lost, uh, things that you thought were dead, I, I, I just want to say this to you today. I'm here to prophesy that, listen, those things are not dead until God says they are. It's not over until God says it's over. Amen? That's resurrecting powder, uh, power. Notice, notice here what the crowd does. Verse 16 says this. Great fear swept over the crowd, and they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people today. And the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside. They went from mourning, funeral procession, to dancing in a New York minute.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What a, what a range of emotions. They went from grief to joy. They went from a problem to praise. Can you lift up your hands in this house and say, hey, God, I need you to speak to the situation. God, I, I need you to take, make a way where there seems to be no way. God, I need you to touch the proverbial coffin of my situation and my, and my need. God, I need you to speak into my life. I need you to speak into my children. I need you to speak into my marriage. God, I need you to make a way. Come on, will you stand with me all across this building today? Lord, we thank you, Lord, for resurrection power. God, we thank you for a life, a resurrection life. God, that the same power that raised you from the dead dwells within us. Lord, that we, have, that we have that same spirit within us. Can I tell you something? Some of you have given up hope, but you hang in there. You keep speaking life. You watch what Jesus can do. I've seen it in my own life. You watch what Jesus can return to you the thing that you thought were. Some of you think that your kids are a lost cause. You watch and see what God will do. Amen? It's not over until God says it's over. I don't care what the situation looks like. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what 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 you may believe. I don't care what you know. It's not over until God says it. i begin going to think about this. I, I, and I want you to, uh, to Listen, this is what Jesus did. He touched the coffin and he said, get up, boy. And I believe that when that boy, and let, okay, we'll just say that I believe that. But I can I can see this boy doing this, saying, I'm alive, right, to tell the story how I overcome. Come on, can you sing that?
1: Now I'm alive to tell Come on. the story how I
0: It's your goodness, Lord.
1: It's his goodness and mercy and the power of his blood. And I'm so glad that my freedom wasn't based on what
0: I've done. It's based on his mama's crying. It's
1: It's his goodness and mercy. Come on, sing. I'm alive. I'm alive. Come on. I'm alive to tell the story how I. Overcome. it's His goodness and mercy, and the power of His blood, and I'm so glad that my freedom wasn't based on what I've done, it's His goodness and mercy, and the power of His blood,
0: this is what I want to do, I, I, I some of you have been in a situation where where life, you feel like that, that things are dead, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take a step of faith today. This is, I, I want you to do this today. It, it, your faith matters. Jesus is attracted to living faith. And when you, when you make a move, God pays attention. I love the verse, draw near to God, he'll draw near you. When you take that step, Jesus is like, yes. And he wants to get to as fast as you can. But you got to take that step today. You feel like that you may it may be a son or a wayward daughter. It may be your marriage. It may be that you have this need for Christ. This is what I want you to do. I want you to come and take a step of faith. Maybe you're coming up here for someone who, who is fighting a sickness. Listen, I believe, I believe that... The, that, that, that the thing that, 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 the, that the enemy calls death, that God can bring back to life. Don't be discouraged by what you see. Be encouraged by what you know. Come on. I want you to come. Come on. Come on. There's needs in this house. There's needs in this house. I want to open these altars. Listen, you're not the only one if you come. You're not the only one if you're in the balcony. Come on. Come. 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 I'm, I want to prophesy over your situation. I want to prophesy that the dead things that you thought were dead, God is going to bring to life. God is going to bring to life. God is going to bring to life. That's just how good God is. It's not over until God says it's over. It's not over until he says it's over. Come on. Come on, come on, begin to pray. If you're out there, just stretch your hands up here, begin to pray for those who are getting a breakthrough this morning, those who are getting freed this morning, those who are laying down weights and burdens this morning. God is moving. God is moving in this house. Speak to situations, Lord. God, what seems like impossible is nothing to you. All things are possible through you, Jesus. All things are possible, God. God, I pray, Lord, that you would faith would arise in this house. God, that faith would be stirred in hearts, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, that you would touch situations, God, that seem impossible. Lord, that you would speak to people's lives and hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. For wayward sons and daughters right now, God, in my heart. God, I just felt that in my heart today. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would draw them right where they're at, God. Where they're at in these moments, God. God, if they're at home, God, if they're if they, maybe they're strung out. God, I don't know the situation, but God, I speak life into them. God, I pray, Lord, that the hounds of heaven, Lord, would begin to just go after them, God, Lord, that you would put interrupt their world, put people in front of them, God. That will will speak the truth, God. That will preach the gospel, God. God, I pray, Lord, that you would draw them in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, God Almighty, Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that you would seal this word, God, in our hearts. Lord, that you would stir us to a life, Lord, that we would understand what it means, this resurrection life, God. It's not anything that we do, Lord, but it's because of you, Lord. Lord, it's because of you, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, right now, Lord, that you would just move us to a place, God, a greater place, God, a greater place of of knowing who we are. We are the children of God. God remind us Lord that it's not over until you say it's over Lord. Lord remind us it's not over until you say it's over. Lord, we worship you. We honor you. Lord, we give you praise. We thank you, Jesus. Will you stretch your hands this way? I want to bless you before they come and and those in the altars, you feel free to stay right where you're at. Listen, I just don't don't get in a rush. Don't get in a rush. If you 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 get you stay there until you get what you need. I want to bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Can you give Jesus a hand clap of praise?
2: And one up top if you want to give um, cash or check today to pay tithes and offering. Again, if you're a guest here, we thank you so much for worshiping with us and being here. We do have welcome cards in the seats in front of you. If you want to take that to our welcome center, we'd love to give you a gift and just to get to know you a little better. If you ordered pizza from our youth and you weren't able to pick those up yesterday, those are available today. Just find one of the um, teens or one of the leaders and make sure you get your pizza and pay did not get a pizza and you'd like one there are some extras available we had one last night it was really good so I encourage you if you did not get a pizza hook up with one of our teens today and get those um, tonight at six o'clock remember tonight is prayer we encourage everyone who can be here to come join us men's fellowship this Tuesday at seven o'clock and then this Wednesday Ignite Youth will be having a game night for the big five service that starts at seven o'clock Royal Rangers are going to have a lock-in this Friday into Saturday, April 1st and 2nd. You must sign up and pay by today. All the times for drop-off and pick-up is out at the Welcome Center this morning. We will be having a church workday this Sunday or Saturday at 9 a.m., trying to get the church ready to go for Easter, make sure it looks good and his house is ready. So we invite you to come out this Saturday for workday. And then finally, one last announcement. Our church is going to be participating in a men's church softball league. If you're interested in playing, please sign up by April 20th. The cost is $25 plus the cost of a shirt if you don't already have one. The games are going to be on Monday and Tuesday nights starting in May. You guys have a blessed Sunday.